0: Hey, it's Madison the Black Eagle, and here's a highlight from today's show. Reparations, slavery reparations. Now, let's understand, there's been reparations. This is not a, I mean, reparations is something that has global implications. But slavery reparations, they are, are back in the national uh, spotlight, and it, it is Going to be taken up by lawmakers. Let me set the stage in the House Judiciary Committee. And every time we bring this discussion up, it is you get opinions across the board. Now, what this bill that um, our friend um Congresswoman Lee House Resolution 40 HR40 40, has it has been repeatedly introduced in Congress in Congress since 1989 it has never been passed it's never been passed And um, Sheila Jackson Lee, who is the lead sponsor of the bill, uh, I think yesterday or the day before, said, and I quote, now more than ever, the facts and circumstances facing our nation demonstrates the importance of H.R. 40 and the necessity of placing our nation on the path to reparative justice. And so they're, they're going to be hearing testimony, the Judiciary Committee, they're going to be hearing testimony from all kinds of people as to why reparations were necessary for the nation, now listen to me carefully, to heal from slavery, one, and, and, and you're going to get people are going to make comparisons. For example, um, Germany uh, did it for the Holocaust. And then even here at home, uh, internment of, of Japanese Americans. Now, there are some people who are saying the passage of H.R. 40, I'm just giving you all the discussion, won't actually result in payouts to descendants of enslaved Americans. Here's what they, in part, are, are asking. One, that it establish a group of appointed leaders Now, this is H.R. 40, to make recommendations on what compensation and other remedies should be provided in order to go forward. Somebody asked the question, and the question will be asked, how do you put a cash value on hundreds of years of of, uh, slavery, of forced certitude? How do you put a cash value on it? How do you monetize it? So they're going to be academics and lawyers and activists. Um and 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 they're going to be talking, and there's some folk out there who are saying, wait a minute, uh, if you try to put a cash values on it, you may be talking about billions, if not trillions, of uh of dollars. So, how do you put a cash value on it? Now, there are conservatives that absolutely are 100% opposed to it. And I suspect, no, I don't suspect, I know. There are black conservatives out there, out here, that are going to be heard from They're going to get on right-wing talk radio. They're welcome to call in to my show, and they're going to say, no, no. There is no need for reparations. And there might even be a few moderates. So here's the, I mean, here's the, and then here's the other question. Where would the money come from? I mean, where would the money come from as it relates to uh, reparations? All right. Now, I'm sort of setting the stage because the hearings will take place. But this is sort of like a hearing. And, And you have a say in it. You have a say in it. This is about dealing with the issue of reparations for black Americans. Now get this, in the 21st century, now that's really important. In the 21st century, if this were a discussion in 1865 or a discussion during the um, Reconstruction period, There might be a um, uh an easy way to resolve it because you for obvious reasons. But this is a discussion taking place in the twenty first century. After what? Four hundred years. Now can you do this? This is another question. Can you get? Can you do this reparation without creating, let's say, new taxes? Um, what roles would different states play? All right. Here's my phone number: one eight six six. 1866801 talk 18668018255 I mean should it come should reparations come in the form of a check um should it come in the form Let's say uh, of um, social programs should it come in the form of educational opportunities. One eight six six eight zero one eight two five five. Interesting. Now let now and 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 then. And then, of course, there are th- there are some black folk out there. I can't remember the organization now. Boy, that they, they you know they they have the attitude like if you are a um, if you are a uh, what is it a Caribbean from the Caribbean, uh, you know you're not eligible if I'm if I'm interpreting their position. That there's some black folk who shouldn't be eligible for um, reparations. And we have reached out to uh, uh, Sheila Jackson Lee, <clears throat> and I'm certain we'll be getting her on. Oh, wow. 1 866 801 Take a break. It's 20 after. Now, I've sort of set the table for this discussion. So I know you're listening. You're on the school bus before you get to school. I know you're listening. And this is a little bit, maybe a little bit more difficult to talk about than Senator Cruz's dumbass. I think the people of Texas ought to take care of him. No, I, I and I said this yesterday. I wouldn't let him get away with saying this was a mistake. I would have, Ted Cruz should right now be contemplating whether he will or will not, whether this will be his last term as a senator. Because when you add to what he just did, in addition to his culpability January 6th he should be holding a news conference in Texas and saying I don't plan to seek re-election and let people get started looking for a new senator all right we can handle this can't we this one eight six six eight zero one eight two five five I'm Madison. Calls are starting to come in. Now, again, first-time callers, please let Sam know. We'll salute you. Number two, please, please tr- tr- try to get to the bottom line. Try to get to your point. And, and it, I don't mean just, in other words, be as concise as you can. This is morning talk is different, man. People, you know, people. a lot of people sit in the car and say, Where are you going with this? Where are you going? I got to get to work. I got to do this. I got to drop the children, whatever. Trust me. And uh, one call a week. That way we can get a lot of first-time callers in. This isn't a club. Uh, And this is a serious discussion. I don't know where we're going to go. I don't, you know, we've been at this since uh, the mid-1980s. I'm Madison here on SiriusXM, Urban View. All right, we're going to talk about, before we get to the phones and the calls are coming in as I expected, let's talk about brushing your teeth. Why? Because you might be doing it less or maybe more. Either way, you probably haven't seen your dentist in a while. So let Quip remind you what your dentist would probably say. Hey, look, good health starts with good habits, and Quip makes good habits easy by delivering everything you need to brush and floss better. The Quip electric toothbrush has sonic vibrations with 30-second pulses to guide you through your dentist-recommended two-minute routine. They even have a size-down toothbrush, which is designed for children, and Quip's toothpaste. Has only what you need, without the damaging abrasives or unnecessary additives found in other brands. And flossing, oh man, they've got a, a sleek-designed, reusable dispenser with a pre-marked string, so you're not choking yourself while you <laughs> while you floss, because because you always get the perfect length. And with Quip's automatic delivery. You get your brush heads, toothpaste, floss refills on a dentist-recommended schedule. Plus, shipping's always free. Look, 4 million people, over 4 million people, are happy with the Quip toothbrush. They're happy customers. You can be one of them. And one of the things that makes them happy is that the Quip starts at just $25. So go to getquip.com slash Joe. Do that right now. Get your first refill free. That's, again, your first refill free at getquip.com
1: Joe. It is an active commission. It is to study, but it is also to develop reparation proposals. Now, we come from a community, a race of people that have been known as overcomers. We shall overcome, and we have overcome. Mr. Owens has eloquently spoken of the overcomers. We're successful Uh, We believe in determination, and we believe in overcoming the many bad balls that we have been thrown. We've caught them, and we've kept on going. That is not the point of H.R. 40, the Commission to Study and Develop Reparation Proposals for African Americans. We're hidden in the corners of this nation of those of African American heritage, the descendants of enslaved Africans who have felt uh, the sting of disparities. They continue to feel that sting. Now more than ever, the facts and circumstances facing our nation demonstrate the importance of H.R. 40 and the necessity of placing our nation on the path to reparative justice. That is what H.R. 40 is about. This commission will probe into the facts of the longstanding impact on disparities that, that slavery brought about in this country. We still experience them today. That's it.
0: <clears throat> it, 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 and and again, I'm going to get right to the phones. Um, here we go. Now, when you hear your name, again, people, please, I'm just trying to help you out, and particularly listeners. You hear your name, you got to understand. You must listen on your d- device, your radio, or, or whatever your device is, because if you've got the t- radio tuned up, and and you're hearing me right now. You're probably you're, you're eight seconds behind, and that 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 causes a delay. So I'll I got Stephen, and then right after Stephen will be Wayne from Maryland. Eight uh, now let's go to Texas. Steve Stephen, you're on with Madison here on Sirius XM Urban View. By the way, it's thirty one after the hour.
2: Good morning. Uh, Good morning. How are you this morning?
0: Okay, Steve. So-
2: I'm uh, I actually live in Houston, in uh, Sheila, in Congresswoman Sheila Jackson Lee's district, and I've yeah. actually met her uh, a few times. Uh, you know, graduations. I went to Texas Southern University. Uh, e. C. Stop, One, stop, and stop, I, stop, stop, stop.
0: I'm going to. This is. I'm. I'm also about training <laughs> callers. You. You know. I and I. There's a reason I say get to the point, not the bio. Let me un- please understand. There's a reason we got a bang of calls, and bottom line is, I don't think anybody cares, Stephen. When you met her, what school you went to? We have to deal with the issue at hand, and I'm not trying to be cruel. It's just, it's just that it makes for better talk when we are when when we hear what you really think about the about the issue. Uh that's why I stopped you. And that's also is an instruction for the people who are ready to come on after you, like Wayne. Okay, so start over, Stephen.
2: Okay, sir. Sure. Just apologize about that. And that's so, okay. Uh, I think one of the one of the things that, you know, to support reparations would be uh one, free education for African Americans in this country and two, and I'm not sure how everyone will feel about this with uh, exemption of taxes. Um, for African-Americans, or at least a reduction of taxes that uh, black individuals pay, because I think we've already, like I said, built this country from the ground up, Um, you know. It's been built on our backs and everything. We haven't been able to really, uh, you know, benefit from a lot of things and everything so i think that not paying any taxes, being exempt from taxes or wow uh, greatly reduction in taxes for african americans would be a form of reparations
0: that you see that's why i want you to get to the point because i didn't write down where you went to school and where you went mentally jackson lee i made a note <laughs> i made a note free free education and tax reduction i mean what i'm doing is i'm putting a a list together uh as uh, as people call in. Interesting. Thank you. Uh Wayne. Wayne from uh Maryland. Wayne from Maryland. Uh and then Wayne from Florida right after that. Uh go ahead. It's uh go ahead Marilyn. Wayne, how are you?
3: How you doing, Joe, this morning.
0: I'm Steve doing Steve had
3: it just Steve had it just right. Definitely reduction And not only in taxes, but housing and education are the key factors. We don't want I I personally don't want any reductions. But what I do want is an even playing field. Just just play it even for everybody as far as your taxes, as far as your appropriations of funds. And that way, nobody's getting anything, quote, unquote, free because you've already worked for it. So, therefore, let's even out the playing field for everybody –
0: and um, I think everything will work out fine. Give me. Uh, let, let me, for example. Now I'm. I'm reading. Let me read this and get your response on how, based on what you just said, and and this is says they're saying a method that's considers the value, for example, forty acres in a mule puts the amount at about twelve. Tr- if if everybody got forty acres in a mule. This would, in today's dollars, or I'm sorry, 2018 dollars, according to this one expert, it would be about $12 trillion, based on the mm-hmm. uh, value that enslavers placed on enslaved people. The number is about $13 uh, trillion, uh, uh, using lost wages, and then they're saying the cost is at $18.6 trillion, and then there's another model, that calculates the value of lost freedom. Wow, they put that mm. number at thirty-four trillion.
3: Mm. Uh, mm. So like
0: the it. all right. So then the question is, how would based on what you just proposed, how would you reconcile it? Uh, I would
3: definitely start off with banking, more black banks. To start off with that, therefore, we can get low-interest loans, not only for education, but also for housing. So we can even it out on a financial level with black banks, more black banks. And we have a lot of entrepreneurs and those who want to be entrepreneurs as uh, lifting ourselves up by the bootstraps, so to speak. But even at the reconstruction, we were doing that, and they, they destroyed it. So we already know the history
0: on that. All right. Okay. Let me go to Wayne. Let me go to Wayne. Let me go to Wayne from Florida. Wayne from the state of Florida. And Anton will be right after that. We seem to be able to go right down the line. Go ahead, Wayne from Florida. You're on with Madison here on SiriusXM Urban View.
3: Yeah, Joe, I really love this topic. I believe that we should get um, reparations for social programs. And I believe also that you definitely have to prove that you are descendants of slaves. Not everybody should get this
0: reparation. Okay. Um, And by the way, what was it, Sam, that you found out? I just want to make sure people are accurate. There is going to be a full committee hearing on this. But what was it you were telling us during the break? There's, There's
1: so far only been a subcommittee. A subcommittee hearing
0: hearing on this in issue congress yeah. and okay. and I
1: you know the way of these things work it then it would eventually get to the whole house and then the Senate mm-hmm. and so on
0: but just yeah you know, it has to be voted, people. yeah, it has to be voted out of judiciary and then it goes to the floor, and then they'd have to have you know the the a uh, a vote in in the House of Representatives, then a bill would go over to the Senate, oh God uh so Wayne I got you let me take Anton Anton from Pennsylvania is 38 after the hour go ahead Anton
3: uh good morning everyone um one way well a lot of people already said what I was going to say but I'm going to just say a couple of extra things uh first you can start by giving back the land that they stole from us just give us back the land that they stole from us that's one additional way another one there's a no taxes, free health care and education. Uh let me see, and if you, if somebody kills us unjustly, it's a ten year minimum
0: and they forfeit whatever. What would that have now, now let me stop you there? I'm not I haven't stopped most people. But if someone killed me or your family member or somebody today, why would I mean, what would reparations have to do with that?
3: Well, maybe it'll stop them from the lynching. They
0: no, no, lynch well, no. What I no somebody what what now? What happens if a black person kills a black person?
3: Well, they get the same thing, the same treatment. But how does
0: that? Uh, what? How does that? Um, I'm, look, I'm arguing with you because I don't even see the connection.
3: I, okay. Well maybe we can scratch that one
0: out. Okay. I'm just, All right. <laughs> I'm just looking though, at I'm just trying to figure out the connection. Okay. And and I land that they and like, land that they that land that they that they uh that they took uh from us. Okay.
3: Yes. Yes, definitely. Because that's the first thing we should start with. You know, the and then what I meant to what say. Land slaves, come, what land did slaves
0: what what land did slaves now, this is reparations for slavery. So what land did slaves have? Well, we could start in Tulsa. That, w- that was not slavery. I know that, but I'm saying that. But it was not that- slavery. It no. was Obviously, it was racism, discrimination, rioting, but it was not slavery. Would not delivering on the 40 acres and a mule promise? Qualify as land. Well, but it wasn't. But you never wasn't, got it. Yeah, that's what I mean. So, yeah. in essence, the promise was not fulfilled. Yeah. And, and so, so now, what do you, do you do? Well, give us our forty acres and a mule the equipment. What, what, what would that? And if you live in New York City, what would that be? It may be in another state. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> or if in you some lived, it, of those lands. Come on. Okay. If you now, come on. If you lived in in Harlem. Mm-hmm. And you live in a tenant building, and and say, okay, here's the rep let, you know. Now, let's not let, let's get real. Yeah. All right. So, uh, hey, hey, Sharon, you got forty acres and a mule in Mississippi. Okay. Where? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, let see me go. Point, th- yeah, <laughs> Forty-one after the hour. One eight six six eight zero one eight two five five. But this really is one that academics have to deal, get, grapple with. See, like for example. And then I'll go to a break. And then we have lines open, by the way. Thank you, folks, for being concise. I so appreciate it. Like, for example, when it came time for reparations for Holocaust, that happened immediately after the Holocaust. So people could say, this was taken from me. That was taken from me. This was what happened. And you could literally point and, and and apply Japanese internment camps those were families that could apply because it it was it happened in the same period of time you just had one caller say look if you're a black person in the United States of America an African American in the United States of America and you aren't a descendant of a slave you should not benefit from reparation really and by the way there were black folk who owned slaves and and here's another issue if let's say you and, and because you know uh, 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 professor gates in his finding your roots he's done he's done uh uh you know he's looked at people's roots and found black folk who owned slaves so should things be taken from those black people that were slaveholders. Now one eight six six eight zero one eight two five five. Or as Sherry was pointing out, we didn't get forty acres in a mule. And as this one professor suggested, if you if you it said here, it, one method to consider the value of reparations is the forty acres in a mule which would put that amount at $12 trillion. So the government could take, in other words, that would be take 12, get $12 trillion and then do what with it? Not necessarily give people land, but do what with it? We'll continue, 43 after the hour. Um, who is this? Is it Marcus next? and then Carolyn. Now, why are we bringing this up? Well, ladies and gentlemen, thanks to Congresswoman Sheila Jackson Lee and she and others, the slavery, this is slavery reparations are back in the national spotlight. And we're talking about it with Madison here on XM Urban View.
1: We have had over 170 co-sponsors close to that now. And those members of Congress, I want to thank them personally because there are wide perspective and spectrum of political views from progressives to moderates to conservatives coming from all regions of the United States, all racial backgrounds. That is America. That is what repair is all about, reparative justice. Since that time, tragically, we have also witnessed insurrectionists attack this institution, brandishing symbols of division and intolerance that echo back to the darkest periods of our nation's history. Clearly, we require reckoning to restore national balance and unity. The government sanctioned slavery, and that is what we need, a reckoning, a healing, reparative justice. We need to bring our nation together. And this commission is really, it is no figment of your imagination.
0: And Sheila Jackson Lee, once again, this is how we reconcile it. Now, look, I'm not crazy, and I'm not stupid, and I'm not naive. I know there are people listening right now. They don't even want to talk about it, and we. I understand that. That's why again the lines are full. You, you, uh, and I found this interesting. There, and this is a commission to study it. A hundred and seventy co-sponsors. Um, let's see, Marcus, Marcus is calling from Texas. It's 50 after the hour. And I think we'll have time to get Fred up after Marcus. Go ahead, Marcus. You're on with Madison on Sirius XM Urban
4: View. Uh, good morning, Joe. Um, my proposal would be, uh, basically, um, I was thinking, I was thinking out this, um, that perhaps um, the government would do perhaps like a student loan and give black folk um, guaranteed um, uh, housing mortgage loan up to like, say like maybe two hundred two hundred fifty thousand $250,000 where they're guaranteed that mortgage loan um, with the um, same uh, type of uh, APR interest rate that would um, be for uh, like per se, like a student loan would be um, that way. Um, you know, um, once you become a homeowner, I think that would, um, help, uh, pass on a generational, uh, wealth.
0: All right. Okay. Fred from, uh, Tennessee, Fred from Tennessee. See, that's an example of listening on the radio. Are you there, Fred? All right. Uh <laughs> Craig uh I guess Fred, I don't know what. And if uh hey, hey Craig, hi. You're a first time caller. First time and then justin stand by. Go ahead uh who is this Craig, hi? Hey, how you doing, Jeff?
5: Yeah, I'm doing um, fine. Yeah, one thing like the gentleman said previously, you proposing being um I'm a veteran, retired veteran. And one thing we do get is um, what we call a Certificate of Eligibility for Home Buying. Mm -hmm. It's backed by the government. Um, It makes it a lot easier to purchase homes and um, and, uh, things of that nature and give you a special interest rate. That's backed by the government that has been denied during the redlining and all the way back to slavery, where we weren't uh, afforded to buy housing and pass that generational wealth on down. So that's something they could do without giving someone a direct payment, but it also could uh increase the uh home ownership for African Americans mm-hmm. descendants of slavery. So sort of like
0: so like um, the the uh GI loan, uh veterans loan.
5: Of course. Yes, sir. Yeah, and you just yeah, have yeah. a certificate of eligibility. Yeah, yeah.
0: right. hmm And interesting. Now what what about what, what about what about Craig and before I get to Justin? Uh what about if you uh, what about having to prove that you are a direct descendant of slavery?
5: Well, I agree. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And um just like anything else when they do DNA tests, I've done DNA tests um through um uh, all of the ancestry.coms and whatnot, and if it comes back and it says, hey, um people always say well you're playing the race card but in this instance you would actually have a card saying hey (laughs) it's backed by the government (laughs) just like the veterans i mean i I go and purchase a home they'll say great eligibility and so all
0: at least so okay all right let me take uh justin from the state of ohio hey justin you're on with madison it's 53 after the hour go right to it hi justin
6: Hey, good morning, Mr. Madison. How are you?
0: Good morning. I'm doing fine.
6: I, I just wanted to piggyback on a couple of people. I, I agree that we do need um, some form of student loan debt forgiveness. And I also agree we need some portion of our mortgages forgiven because a lot of cases we've we've been paying, um, we've, you know, we've been redlined and those type of things. So we need to be made up there as well. But one thing I was going to say too, that's outside of the box of what some people have already mentioned is I believe that um, there needs to be a mandate that, Fortune 500 companies or publicly traded companies represent the population. So, if we are 13% of the population, we need to be 13% of these board of directors. So, so each company that's publicly traded on the Fortune or Fortune 500, for instance, they need to have at least one African American on their board. And I believe oh, that uh, mean, I, I would
0: that, now wait a minute. That's not 13%. Uh, you know, see, that's tokenism to me. At least one. Um, I I thought maybe you were going to say that some of these Fortune 500 companies uh, like uh, and and other global countries like Lloyd's of London, for example, uh, they they're wealthy today because of slavery. Um, I mean, yeah, there's some of these. I mean, you know, and that's why you just don't punish. You just don't talk about uh, getting the money from folk in the south, because let's be quite candid. Northern businesses benefited heavily from the issue of slavery, even though slavery might not have existed in this northern state or that northern state. A lot of people don't know this, but uh, New Jersey was really primarily responsible for the constitutional requirement of three-fifths human being in the voting. It was
6: New Jersey, not Mississippi. I'm going to say to Mr. Madison is that with that, there's no black person who, who's on these organizations should be on more than two boards to force these companies to select and look for a more African American talent. Cause you know what they'll end up yeah. doing is they'll end up yeah. getting a handful yeah. of people and spreading them across all the boards. Yeah. Right. Now, Same and, people over you know, and over. Two and, people yeah. can be on two, two different boards. So that, that well,
0: what, the, but what does that have to do? That, but let's Let's start, let me get back to this do you believe, before we get to how many folks on a board of directors and that kind of thing, do you believe, how many people out there support the bill, H.R. 40, which basically calls for a commission? Now, everybody's been, I assume everybody does because they've been calling in with suggestions. (laughs) Uh, But uh, are, are you in support of, H.R.
6: 40. I'm in support of it. Yeah, I think that most people are, but most people are not in support of. And I think this kind of come through these, on these radio waves is that they're not in support of some type of direct payment, which I, well, no, I'm I, fine with that, too. Um, I just think I, that most people and, that, and that's why I said the board thing is another opportunity to what? get around this, the whole. They don't want to have a direct payment. Wait,
0: let me let me ask you a question. I don't get this board thing. That is so small. There aren't just that many, I mean, you, you, let me ask you, are you on the board or seeking to be on the board of directors of a company? Yeah, one day. Yeah, that's what I thought. (laughs) That's what I thought. It sounds, okay. You
1: should be, don't get me wrong.
0: Don't get me, don't get me wrong. I agree with you. I mean, I agree with you. I just don't know the the direct relationship uh, with you being on a board of a Fortune 500 company and reparations i guess we could connect it but i'll do that on the other side <laughs> but good luck to you man because you're right i think boards i think boards of these major corporations and nonprofits, for that matter need to be far more diversified and you shouldn't have to be a ceo to serve on a board i'm madison here on sirius xm urban view but that's another issue boys with uh, us fourth generation black farmer businessman civil rights activist and founder and president of the national black farmers association which by the way is a non-profit organization uh representing tens of thousands of 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 black farmers and once again uh i appreciate you coming on I, i wish these kinds of stories and efforts, particularly by Congress, would get more attention. But uh, help me, help educate us. Uh, And first of all, we haven't talked in a while, and thanks for taking the time to be on.
7: It's always great to be on your show, and and you've uh, covered this issue for so many, so many years. You marched with us and and, uh, attended our conferences, so we just appreciate the work that, uh, that you're doing.
0: And, uh, and I would the, the, I would yeah. apologize for getting you up early, but you get up early. <laughs> Man, I get up early. This is my time. So this is this your
7: time. time this, this time we get it done. We get it done early and then uh take a break about eleven o'clock or something. There like
0: that. you go. There you so, go. I've been up for a while. You've been up and uh, uh Senator yeah. Warnock and Senator Booker uh are are among the first uh, senators right now to serve huh. On the Senate Agricultural uh, Committee, I think they, they, yes. they this this is interesting, uh, but talk to me about this emergency relief bill that would Thank provide you. four billion dollars. In, in part, it does this uh, with to uh, farmers of color. Another one billion towards rooting out systemic racism within the Department of Agriculture. Let's start yeah. there.
7: Yes, yeah, so I start there, and this is a this is a, a very historic bill, and uh, Senator uh, Booker and Warnock. This is uh, Senator Warnock's first piece of legislation that he introduced as a uh, senator. So that that says where he is and 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 what his politics is going to be like during his tenure there, and uh, and just like you said, Booker and and Warnock are the first two uh, uh, blacks to be appointed to the Senate ad Committee. Uh and, and here it is the year twenty twenty one and we never had a black on the on the ad committee. But what this bill does is uh provide uh, uh it takes care of the debt re- debt relief for uh, not just for black farmers, but farmers of color. Uh, so and there's two bills, uh that, that's the the Warnock bill and there's a bigger piece of legislation that uh addresses our uh, land laws for black farmers and and uh, acreage of about hundred and sixty acres of parcel. So, uh, a really big deal if we can get the Booker bill moving, but they decided to take a smaller piece of legislation and uh, try to try to get it in, in the uh, COVID uh, bill, and it passed uh, in both the House uh, ad committee and it's passed in the Senate ad committee. So it looks like it's going to uh, wind up uh, being placed in the COVID and the COVID bill. And we oh, also really? have David Scott, wow. the, first, uh, black, uh, the first black, the uh, first black man to chair. Uh, the House Agriculture Committee. So it looks like some different times on Capitol Hill, and hopefully, we can uh, start making some amends to to fix discrimination that's been plaguing Black farmers for for centuries almost here.
0: Now, you know, John Boyd, that, that, what I was reading, and and again, uh, people who aren't farmers may not know this, uh, but because people say, "Wait a minute, why why are you guys why are farmers having such a problem?" and it's not all on the national level did i read correctly that a lot of this has to do with commissions and agencies on the yes. local levels in like in your county and and the counties Absolutely. across across the country and you don't have any black representation on sure any of these counties that often deal with loans and and other issues so you, you end that's up end up with what? Uh, being faced with racism and discrimination yeah. on the local level.
7: Th- that's exactly right. So it's, it starts out with the secretary, and even these programs will be rolled out into the county, so we have to make sure we, we stay on top of that and have oversight. Okay. But these county committees are three-member panels uh, and primarily made up of of uh, white male farmers that make this healthy county Director make decision on who gets what in each county across the United States. It's a voter. You have to be a farmer to vote this person in or out. Uh, so we, the numbers don't add up. You know, it's basically 99 percent uh, white population for farming. Uh, so it's hard to get blacks elected. And then they have a minority advisor uh, who probably is the person of color representing that area that don't have any voting rights. So here we have a federal arm in this country where we still have blacks and other minorities that can vote in a, federal, in a federal arm of this government. And I've been trying to get Congress to do away with the county committee. It didn't make it in this bill, but hopefully something in the future I would like to do away with the county committee because those are the persons who had done black farmers in and were partly responsible for taking land from black farmers in this country and giving them to white farmers through that county committee.
0: Mm-hmm so 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 and so what would you put in its place? Well they,
7: they don't need a county committee. They need to uh, put people in place that are sensitive and want to treat people with di- dignity and respect. For example, they could hire black people in my county, but there isn't one black person in Metro County, Virginia, where I do business as a farmer for 38 years. That's black. And I've been after each secretary to put more blacks in place, and our last conversation, Joe, we talked about that meeting I had with uh, former Secretary Sonny Purdue. That's what that meeting was about, and he said he didn't need any tokens or people who didn't want to work. Your show was the only show that had that interview of uh, how bad that uh, reception was. So we've been trying to do this for a very, very long time, and and now we have the, the right team in place, in Congress, uh, we, we're not sure yet about Vilsack. We have to see what what happens with him uh, on how he rolls this stuff out. You know, we have why, some problems. Why are, with you,
0: him con- why are you concerned the- about Why are you concerned about Vilsack? Well, we had some problems with him uh,
7: during the uh, Obama years. I believe he was slow to get on board and, and help support the Claims Remedy Act of 2010, which was our lawsuit, and he didn't do enough to help me on Capitol Hill uh, to push um, members there, but. Uh, Valerie Jarrett and and, uh, the White House came in at the last six months and really uh, helped me uh, press to get the bill passed. But it should have been Bill Sack, because it was an agriculture-related bill. It should have been him on the Hill with me going to those meetings. and uh, So I just didn't see him active enough, and I Mm -hmm. didn't think he put enough effort in to help uh, eradicate discrimination at USDA. So I have spoken with him. He said things are going to be different. Okay. Well, but uh, we know politics, and, and we yeah. have, as my daddy said, don't watch what they say, but watch exactly what they do. So they do. we're going to watch yeah. what he does.
0: You know, what, as you're talking, it was yesterday, uh, and we interviewed uh, Susan Rice, who basically yes. has a, a portfolio is unbelievable. I, I guess what I'm saying here on my show uh, is that if you haven't thought about it, uh, I'd reach out to Susan Rice uh, yes. and, and, and add her to your, uh, team. Uh, Absolutely. And, you know, I, would I really, yeah, you should reach out to her, uh, because she's part of this whole, you know, this holistic domestic approach, and this yes. would be right in her, uh, her will. Well, I would do so, that. I would do yeah, that. And, and yeah. I know
7: it from the past, I, I haven't oh, yeah. spoken to her about this, but, uh, I certainly would double back and do that.
0: Yeah, double down, uh, double back, to, uh, go back to to her. Because uh, yes. you're right, this is what it's going to take uh, to do That's it. Exactly now, right. There, there are some people. Uh, uh, for, uh, I only have a couple of minutes. That might say, yeah. uh, John, what happened to the landmark class action lawsuit? What was that? Yes. Pigford versus uh, USDA. Yes, the Black Farmers I mean, there, that Settlement that, that, that was a billion dollar settlement.
7: Well, you know, a billion dollars is not a whole lot of money in farming when uh, the other 90 percent have been getting all of the money. And this is what people forget. Farmers need money every year. So it, it took us 30 years to get that lawsuit done. Every single year, white farmers were participating in the farm subsidy program, 110 uh, percent. For example, the, the $12 billion and the $16 billion uh, relief uh, packages that went out under the Trump administration. Virtually um, a minus uh, zero went to, to black farmers. That's the disparate figures I've been trying to get people to look at. So I have my white counterparts who've been getting this money year after year, and I'm still trying to compete with them. And we, we've been totally absent. And that's what this bill is trying to rectify and get us reintegrated into the agriculture system so we, we can start competing and okay. own some land again.
0: All right, I'm going to stop right there. I only have less than a minute. Why should... We all care about black farmers
7: because we eat because we eat. That's the first thing. Some of us eat too much. We eat three meals a day. Some don't eat enough.
3: But we also be
7: concerned about the land ownership. Every foot you take, every foot you make requires land. You can either be on your own or be on somebody else's. People go out and buy some land. That's my grandfather would say the first step to freedom is owning Mm -hmm. land. And when you put that plow on the ground, he says, it's the smell of heaven. All so right. we've lost We're gonna, the connection, okay. and we need to get reconnected with land ownership okay. in this country.
0: We'll get back to you, John Boyd. Thanks for taking the time. Thank you, Joe. We love you, brother. You can listen to yours truly, Madison the Black Eagle, live every Monday through Friday on Sirius XM Urban View Channel 126 or anytime on the Sirius XM app.